Good morning, welcome. Good to see you. Good morning, Your Honor. Um, thank you for your time today. I'm Patty Tomasco with the law firm of Quinn Emanuel. I'm joined by the plan administrator, um, David Maria, um, who is technically my client, um, uh, and also um, uh, Ken Enos of the Young Conway firm. Um, we have one matter going forward today. Uh, it is the plan administrator's objection to claim C597-53 filed by Michael Koch. Um, I don't see Mr. Koch on the Zoom, however, and so I don't know how the court would like to proceed if that is the case. Um, I would ask if Mr. Koch is present in the courtroom or is he participating via Zoom today or is anyone here today on behalf of Mr. Koch? Okay. Um, so we will move forward today. Okay. Um, the court has the benefit of the record that indicates that uh, the objection was properly filed and appropriately noticed. I'm also uh, satisfied that uh, actual notice was provided because, in fact, Mr. Koch provided uh, two separate responses to the court, both of which I've had the opportunity to review. In addition, the debtor has submitted Mr. Hengel's declaration and a reply addressing the issues that are raised in Mr. Koch's declaration. Uh, so I am prepared to go forward, and I note that the debtor has gone to some effort to move forward with today's hearing and has provided exhibits uh, in support of its position. Um, so this hearing will go forward, and I would ask again one more time, is Mr. Koch present in the courtroom, or is he or anyone on his behalf participating virtually? Hearing no response, um, you may proceed. I will ask the court reporter, Ms. Uh, Madam Court Reporter, was Mr. Koch registered for today's proceeding? No, he was not. Very well. The record indicates that he was not registered for today's proceeding. This is the hearing. You may proceed. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, to, to, in order to preserve everybody's time and in light of Mr. Koch's non-appearance, um, we move for the admission of um, just uh, the exhibits inclusive of the declaration of Evan Hengel, uh, which is at uh, docket item 614. I think we'll start with Mr. Hengel's declaration and then we would turn to the exhibits which have been helpfully provided to the court in advance of this morning's hearing. Um, I would ask if there are any objections to the admission of Mr. Hengel's declaration for purposes of the relief requested. Very well. Um, Mr. Hengel's declaration is admitted. Is there any party in the courtroom or participating virtually that intends or expects to cross-examine Mr. Hengel regarding the contents of his declaration? Very well, Mr. Hengel's declaration is admitted without contradiction. The record reflects that the debtor has filed, um, I believe it is 12 separate exhibits uh, in support of its objection to Mr. Koch's claim. Um, and Your Honor, we, we have prepared a short direct of uh, Mr. Maria, we can use we can either admit the exhibits without the benefit of him, him authenticating them, or we can put him on for a short direct to admit um, the remainder of the exhibits. I would ask if there are any objections to the admission of exhibits one through 12 that the debtor has identified. I do note that Mr. Maria is available. The court has had an opportunity in advance of today's hearing to review them. Um, and uh, again, most of them appear to be uh, either filings with the court or business records that the uh, uh, the company maintains. Hearing no objection, those exhibits are admitted and are part of the record for purposes of consideration of the debtor's objection to Mr. Koch's claim. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, as stated in the, I, I will, if I may proceed to closing argument. 
You may. Uh, thank you. Um, as stated in the objection, um, you know, there are two bases for objecting to Mr. Koch's claim. One is that the um, customer agrees to maintain the security of their own credentials. In this case, the evidence is uncontroverted and overwhelming that Mr. Coach did not maintain the, the security of his credentials. And in fact, his credentials were compromised and his email account was compromised uh, from Romania. Uh, while it would be unusual for someone with Mr. Coach's profile to log in from Romania, in fact, there was a valid login with the correct credentials in Romania and in response to that, Bittrex sends a, an, an email to that person and says, are you sure that you're logging in from Romania? This looks suspicious. We know that Mr. Coach's email was compromised because whoever was commandeering his account was also commandeering his email, enabled 2FA, which is two-factor authentication from Romania, and then proceeded to withdraw all of the funds in his account on that basis. One of the things that we wanted to, to highlight for the court today is that the terms of service put the onus on the customer to maintain the sanctity of their login credentials because crypto is so easily stolen and it disappears. There's no way of seeing where it went. Mr. Koch um, in, engaged the authorities in January of 2018 um, on, on that basis. So on the contract basis, he has no claim because he disclaimed any liability on Bittrex's part in the event that his credentials were compromised, and they were. We can show that with the evidence. We have the IP log. We know that he knew about it immediately when it happened and that he engaged with the Bittrex um, Zendesk help teams. Now, that is the contract cause of action. So if he says that there was a breach of contract, that is disclaimed by the terms of service that he signed both the 2017 terms of service that he, he signed and the 2023 terms of service that he signed. We are allowing his claim for the nominal uh, amount of crypto that's left in his account, which he is free to withdraw, um, log in and withdraw. We, we note that it's probably too small to um, justify the fees for withdrawal, but it, it is an allowed claim on that basis. So noted. And with respect to any extra contractual causes of action, theft or um, conversion that Mr. Cook also alleges in his proof of claim. Those are time barred. Um, Washington State, uh, the law that applies under the contract, has a three-year statute of limitations. Under that statute of limitations, he had three years to bring a cause of action with respect to theft or conversion. He did not. He engaged with several uh, uh, government authorities on this basis. In his communications with Bittrex, he specifically said, I believe I have a claim against you, but that was in 2018. So he was aware of the cause of action. He did not bring it within three years. So any extra contractual cause of action is barred by the applicable statute of limitations. Um, therefore, the plan, administra plan administrator asks that the, the claim of Mr. Koch um, at C597-53 um, be allowed only in the amount of the crypto actually remaining in his account. Again, the court would ask, is Mr. Coker, anyone on his behalf participating in today's proceeding? Okay. Um, I'm going to sustain the debtor's objection to Mr. Koch's claim. I would make a couple observations. First, 
I certainly sympathize with Mr. Koch and the frustration that he's uh, articulated in his submissions to the court. Um, Council, Ms. Tomasco's uh, observations um, go to the heart of the issue with crypto. It is uh, a, a, I guess it's not novel anymore, but it is a particularly um, susceptible form of currency to theft or, or uh, stealing. Um, Mr. Koch disputes that his uh, account was compromised. The debtor has presented affirmative and competent evidence uh, to rebut that allegation. Um, so I'm satisfied that the debtors have carried their burden. Um, first, because uh, to take Ms. Tomasco's arguments in reverse order, um, I do find from the papers that this is a claim or cause of action that is, in fact, time barred. The, the fact of a filing of a bankruptcy proceeding giving an opportunity to file a proof of claim does not suspend, waive, or dispose of a statute of limitation other than under Section 108, which has no application here. So I do find that the claim itself is time barred. And likewise, I find that the terms of service that Mr. Koch agreed to uh, likewise operate uh, to limit his ability to recover to the amounts that are identified as remaining on the platform. I acknowledge Council's observation that uh, it may not be worth it. I think from the papers, the, the crypto that remains under his account is worth something in the order of 25 or 28 cents. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, but the, the objection is sustained, and the court would enter an order so providing. Are there any questions? No, Your Honor. Thank you. All right. Ms. Tomasco, do we have anything further? Uh, fortunately uh, for everyone, Your Honor, that is all we had on the docket today. Very well. Uh, with that, then we are adjourned. I hope everybody has a happy and uh, safe holiday. Thank you. Thank you, Council. We're adjourned. Thanks.